Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United and football. I'm your host Matthew and I'm here to talk about Man United's 1-1 draw but 11-10 whatever it was defeat on penalties to Villarreal in the Europa League final. Um, where, where, do, where do I start? Where where do I start with something like this? That that this was, I'm almost a bit lost for words. I'm a bit speechless. <clears throat> um, where do I start with this? Uh, I'm disappointed. I'm disgusted. I'm frustrated. I'm tired. I'm angry. Um, I I I I don't think I've ever been this sort of, obviously, you know, disappointed. A quite obvious word to use in terms of um. Us losing a cup final. We've never covered a cup final here on Entertainment Talk for the United Cars. This is the first one. Uh, unfortunately, it isn't the first uh, celebration of a trophy for the United Cars. We'll have to wait until some point in the future for that. Uh, you'll have to sort of excuse me or sort of forgive me in this episode. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit lost. I'm a bit all over the place. I'm, I'm a bit just um, baffled is another word I'd throw in there. Um, let, let's, let's start, I'll I, I tell you where, where I'll start off, because I'm trying to think of a sort of starting point for my discussion here. <sighs> two, um, alright, two problems that we've had all season that absolutely came to bite us in the arse today. Um, defending from set pieces, whether you're talking about free kicks or corners, cr- crosses into the box. Let's just call it that. Because crosses from open play into the box have been a problem for us as well this season. That came back to bite us. We've not worked on that this season. That came back to bite us in a cup final. Ollie's really, really baffling and just really weird lack of substitutions uh, came back to bite us. There there was a bit of a train of events in this game of t- in terms of that because... You saw over the course of 90 minutes how Villarreal were making sub after sub after sub after sub. You know, the camera kept going out, going over to the benches and you thought, oh, you know, somebody might be coming on for Man United. No, Villarreal player. Villarreal player. Villarreal player. Over and over again. Oli continues to sit there. And the one really big mistake that that led to, which is by the time you get to the 90 minutes, they made all five substitutions... By that point. So if you exclude the goalkeeper. Obviously it's 11 versus 11. Not 10 versus 10. But if you take their 10 outfield players. Swap 5 of them out for 5 other ones. They by default. Have half of a fresher team. Than what we've got. Because we still had. The exact same players on. By the end of the 90 minutes. You then go into extra time. You bring on what at some point later you bring on Twenzebi for Eric Bay who looked like had a little bit of an injury but we'll we'll we'll, we'll get on to injuries and confusions in a minute I I tell you we'll do that certainly Eric Bay looks a bit sort of off he comes off for Twenzebi okay maybe that might have been an injury substitution still no tactical substitutions made then you get to the end of the 120 minutes into penalties and then Oli decides to make the other four substitutions so that he could select his penalty takers for the game. That 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 on its own 
is, okay, instead of selecting four other players who, oh, he might be better at penalties, he might be better at penalties, how about you rewind a little bit, go back to sort of 60, 70 minutes in the game, and think, oh, who's tired, who could come on and win us this game? That might have been a bit of a better mindset for this game, don't you think? Instead of, oh, who might be able to win the game for us in penalties? No, try and win it before we get there. Um... And I've been I've been saying this all, and I'm not the only Man United fan. I've seen lots of fans on on uh, you know YouTube channels and Twitter and social media and everything else criticizing the same two things I've just mentioned: conceding from set pieces and late substitutions. I mean, you talk about late substitutions; they didn't even get made in the first ninety minutes. You could actually, I could, I don't know about some of you, I could actually see on the screen, I'm not, you know, I'm not there in the stadium watching the players, I don't need to be in order to be, to be able to see this. You could see, from the start of the extra time until the end of extra time, you could physically see on screen some of our players getting actually tired. Because they played so much football, and because half of the other team was fresher than our whole team. What, what sort of... Uh, what what sort of mistake is that to make in a cup final? This is a cup final. Okay, if you make these mistakes in the league game, you've got 37 other games you could do. Obviously, you know, every, every single point is important and everything. But, you know, when you've got a long 38 Premier League season, there's a little bit more room for mistakes than there is in a one-off final. And I get it, you know, you can make mistakes. Those mistakes can happen, and they definitely, definitely did today. But you've got to just think about that a little bit better. And... I mean, I've got no manager managerial experience. I've played a bit of football in in my life, been fairly decent at it actually. I kind of miss football to be honest. I've got no managerial experience. I've got no football coaching experience. So have so many other people that I've listened to and read about their opinions. So why is Ole doing mistakes like that in a cup final? It is really, really, really disappointing. Um, I tell you what, when that when David Haya's penalty saved and the realization was it's over, I, I I've I haven't been that devastated in the two seasons I've been podcasting on this uh, on on May night, obviously because you know we haven't reached that point yet of a, of a cup final in in the two seasons I've covered May United. Um, and we, and and you know our our trophy, um, what's it called? What's that word called? Begins with R. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Um, that uh, I'll use the word drought instead. It's a similar sort of word. Um, rut is the word I was looking for, beginning with our trophy. Rut trophy drought continues. Uh, no trophy since 2017 Europa League. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm I my my emotions are kind of equaled between anger, confusion, disappointment disgust and I mean I get just just being baffled just being completely baffled at some of the choices made in this cup final um and you know there's been a lot of games this season there's been a lot of games this season where it's like oh we we creeped over the line with a with a one nil win or a two one win or they didn't make any subs doesn't really matter right now we we'll move on to next week's game there is no moving on to next week's game with this you know there is no second attempt at a cup final it's done it's over um so I'm I'm just so confused as to why you would do that. Why you would go 120 minutes 120 minutes of football with the same group of players. He, he he must have looked at Emery 
Unai Emery, who's the manager of uh, Villarreal, the former Arsenal manager. He must have looked over there and, th- you know, because you had Mike Field in there, you got Michael Carrick there as well on 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 the uh, like talking on 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 the bench and stuff. They must have said something to him of like, come on, can't you see how fresh their team's getting? Like, you know, substitution after substitution, you know, fresh player, fresh player, fresh player, and Ollie's just, I I don't get it. I do not understand that at all. I'm really, really disappointed. Um, and look, we we come away at the end of the night, you know, and we've and we've got no trophy as a result. So there you go. Um, again, you know, switching back to the other problem: coaching, defending tactics. Who is the defensive coach at Manchester United? We need to have a word with them, whoever it is. Um. Because it must be a bit of a running thing, right? Because I'm assuming with other coaches and other managers, when they when they go, okay, here's the next game, this is who we're playing. Okay, what are they good at? What are they bad at? What can we do to, like, do we counter-attack? Do we do more possession? Do we do, like, other sort of tactics or whatever? Other teams would look at who they're playing against and think, okay, what are their weaknesses? How can we play against those weaknesses? You know, what are our vulnerabilities? What are they good at? How can we sort of, you know, counter that? Emery must have looked at May United and said, look, this team is really, really bad at defending from set pieces. So try to get free kicks, try to get corners, try to sort of get, you know, opportunities to cross the ball into the box, whether it was just like open play crosses and try and score a goal. And that's exactly what happened. So, um,. Yeah, that's that's some of my initial thoughts, you could say. Uh, let's get into, I guess, some more of the recap. Let's talk about their first goal. Victor Bloody Lindelof. I, I just... I mean... What what what's the one thing... You, you watch that goal back. They showed it a few times. They showed it at half-time. At half what mistake does Victor Lindelof make there? He loses the strength battle against that attacker. How many times this season have we seen, have I mentioned, oh, Victor Lindelof got shrugged off the ball? Oh, but he's good at really long-range passes. Don't don't forget that. So he should, play, he should be in the starting 11. I, this is the... I've been saying all season long about, you know... Okay, the, I mean, a lot of people have been saying all season long, myself included, about, okay, these mistakes are going to come back to bite us. The whole Lindelof, granted Maguire wasn't there. You can't blame him at all. He wasn't even on the pitch at any point. This Lindelof getting shrugged off the ball, not being able to keep up with, with the man that he's marking, whoever it is, whether it's running after somebody because he's too slow to do that, whether it's actually shrugging someone off the ball. There was that Wolves player, I think. On uh, was it on Sunday that just cruised past him? Uh, from crosses we've seen, he's not able to keep an eye on his man, and we got the ultimate punishment for it today because they scored in a cup final because of that exact mistake. That's like two mistakes combined into one, where it's failure to clear the ball from set pieces and. Victor Lindelof's inability to stay on his man, to mark his man, to outmuscle his man. He doesn't like try to go up for a header. He doesn't try to stick his foot out to clear the ball. 
you know, if he, if he'd have done some sort of attempt, maybe you can say, okay, he tried something. He just went with the guy. He lost him. The guy, no, he didn't head it in. Actually, I think he kicked it in. Whatever happened, and it cost us a goal in a cup final. It, it's, it's been interesting these last few days since, like, you know, mo- Monday, Tuesday, uh, after after Sunday, and everything since we played uh, Wolves, and the debate all week has been who should partner Lindelof in defence, Bailey or Twenzebi. And I remember, because I've listened to a number of podcasts this week, I've looked at a lot of online discussion, who should partner Victor Lindelof. How about you take Lindelof out of that starting eleven? Because let me, I, I know I bash on Lindelof a lot on this podcast, and I think rightfully so, because he makes a number of mistakes, and he made a big one in this cup final. What has he done exactly to earn a team, uh, earn a spot in the first team? What exactly has he done? I part of me thinks that, and and, and I'm, I'm I'm not saying this is true. This is me just kind of speculating and look at. Okay, what is Lindelof good at? The long pass. That's it. Put him in midfield then, or something. Do 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 something like that instead. Um. Because I, I'm I'm sorry, but you can't just say, "Oh, he's really good at making a long pass." Put him in defence. He can't defend. I'm really on. I'm really, really. That brought me to kind of a bit of a breaking point. I really got quite. I mean, I didn't like throw anything or break anything or whatever. But I was really kind of just. As soon as I saw that goal in, I didn't quite see at first who made the mistake. Then they made the replay, and they showed that goal. And I thought, I mean, I tweeted something. I can't remember what I tweeted, but I tweeted like bloody Lindelof or, or, or something like that. I just, I'm really, really tired of him. I really, really am. And look, I, I'll, I'll say this again. I, I was trying to like, you know, back myself up with this. He's probably a very nice person. I'm not personally attacking him. I'm not saying that like he deserves to be injured or anything like that. I'm not saying anything like that at all. You know, if I met him in person... I would ask him a bit about his defensive stuff, maybe. But first of all, what I would do... I wouldn't say that first of all. I wouldn't walk up to him and say, you know, why aren't you good at defending? I'd say, oh, hi, how how are you doing? You know, treat him civilly like a nice, normal human being. Uh, I would do that first. Then if we got into a discussion... uh, I doubt I'd ever meet Lindelof. But in case I did, I assure you that, you know, I'd go out to him. I would, you know, assuming COVID's not an issue, I'd probably shake his hand or whatever. Uh, I mean, if we're both vaccinated, I don't think... I know that can matter, can't it? Because you can carry the virus. Anyway, f- forget about all that, all that for a minute. Um, I would, you know, give him a nice greeting. I'd say, I hope you're doing well and all that. You know, I hope he is doing well. But... And and that's that's me treating him nicely as a human being and as a person. And, and, and I'm clearing all this up now. I know it might sound kind of silly. I'm clearing, clearing all this up now because I do bash on him a lot. Uh, I think he's one of our worst players at the team, barring maybe Phil Jones, who hasn't played for a long, long time. But the way that I can kind of get over some of that frustration, if if he stops getting picked, which I don't understand why he keeps getting picked, but it can't possibly be because he does long passes. It can't be. That can't be. That can't be right. Um, It might be right, but, like, come on. You you can't just do that. So, anyway. Um... So if you take a guess, Lindelof's not my man of the match. I haven't even thought about a man of the match, to tell you the truth. But I'll think about that later. Oh. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's move on from that. Um, 
I tell you what, the ref needs some discussion today. Before we talk about Cavani's goal, the ref needs some discussion today. I thought the ref was abysmal. Um, I, I there, there was just certain situations where I was just like jaw-dropped speechless at some of the decisions that ref made today. Um, at, at a lot of points, I did think like, is he kind of siding with Villarreal on this? Like, does he have some problem with English teams? Because um, it felt like that. You know when you're watching a ref. Because it's not the first time that's happened. It won't be the last. You know when you're watching a ref. And you think. You seem a bit biased towards one team. Towards a certain team here. Like certain decisions that you're making. And am I going to say that we lost the game because of the referee? No. No. Um. Yeah. It, re- it really did. I, I don't want. I'm not using that as an excuse as to why we lost. But it really did seem at certain points like, have you kind of got it in for Man United? Like, are, are you against us or something? Because some of the decisions he made were truly, truly baffling. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there was that as well. Uh, speaking about um, tactics and things, I'm, d- I'm just kind of covering all bases. You know, it's a cup final anyway, so I might as well just keep going. Uh, way, way, way too many sidewards, backwards passes. So much of it. We looked so nervous at certain points in this game. We looked like we didn't have a clue what we were doing. We looked like there was no tactics. It was this. This was a classic game in terms of the actual performance. This was a very classic game in terms of sidewards, backwards passing. Not looking like we knew what we were doing. Little moments of brilliance here and there. Of course, we sc- you know, scored the goal and everything. Uh, which was uh, I might as well mention the goal. I keep I keep sort of like um, going around it or whatever. Uh, Rashford had the shot, didn't he? McTominay sort of passed it on or whatever, and because uh, it says McTominay assist, I just I remember the Rashford shot, and then it sort of deflected and whatever on Philip Cavani's feet. So a little bit of luck there, but um, again Cavani being in the right place at the right time. So yeah. Um. But there was that. But I, I was so, so disappointed at the amount of sideboard backwards passes we made today. And that that's probably our third problem as well. You know, substitutions, defensive tactics, attacking tactics at certain points. Which is to pass the ball around at the back and try to figure out what we're doing. Um, so massively disappointing. I, did, I don't know what other way to put it, but... Um, I don't know. I don't know what the plan was today. I just, I just don't. I'm so confused and exhausted and just, just baffled. I really am. Um, there's, there's losing a cup final and then there's losing a cup final by making so many mistakes, so many mistakes. I've just list, I've just listed our three biggest problems of the season: sideways, backwards passing, defensive capabilities from set pieces. And late or no substitutions. All three of those things happened in this game. I've been mentioning them all season long. Probably parts of last season as well. I can't really remember last season to be honest. Because their season's been long enough. All three of those mistakes that I've been mentioning all season long. All came back to bite us and we lost the game. Uh, granted, we, we, you, you could have like you know still gone into 120 minutes. 1-1, one, one, and you could have, like, obviously, you know, you push all those mistakes to the side for penalties, because those mistakes have got nothing to do with penalties, and we still could have won on penalties, but unfortunately, uh, De Gea missed, missed his penalty. I'm not putting any blame on De Gea for, for, for that, 
by the way. Um, it was uh, it was a bit unlucky. So I tell I tell you what, when Lindelof stepped up, <laughs> when when Lindelof and when Fred stepped up to take their penalties, I thought this is it. Because uh, Fred can't really shoot. Obviously, this is from is it 12 yards out, I think the penalty spot is. And then when Lindelof took his, because uh, I've made my feelings very clear about Lindelof here. Um, but yeah, it's just. Um, I'm just sitting. I know you can't see me, but I'm just sitting there shaking my head. Ah, oh, dear. Oh, dear. But this, this was a funny case where, you know, apart from certain other. Like semi-finals and quarter-finals where only one team can get through. This isn't one of them Premier League games where you can just come away with a draw and try again next week. Someone was going to win this game and there was no escaping it. You know, as much as we were sort of playing a game to where we would normally draw. Which we did within 90 minutes. Someone was coming away with the win today. And uh, it was Villarreal in the end. So, there you go. Um, I just want to look through the summary here uh, so they scored in half an hour then we scored in 55 minutes then yeah from the 60th minute to the 88th minute they made all five of their substitutions so by the time we got into extra time they had a completely half fresh team and we had a completely tired team so that's you know just, just a little summary of that so 60 minutes 60 minutes they made their first sub 77 they made two and in 88 they made the last two so by the time we got to 77 minutes they had three fresher players on their team as opposed to ours where we had our whole same team still on the pitch then extra time you got to um fred yeah on oh, the there was some subs in in extra time as well uh, but they were again just 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 far too late. Um, Fred came on for Greenwood. Okay, Cavani got booked for something ridiculous again. The ref was a bit of a prat. Twenzebi came on for Eric Bailey. Then James came on for Pogba. Tellez came on for McTominay, and one matter came on for Wambasaka. Which you can understand the the matter for Wambasaka. Obviously, you want matter to be t- to be taking uh, penalties. Um, so we did make, so, by the time we got to 116 minutes, they had half a fresh team, and we did have two fresh players on the pitch. So, okay, take back a little bit of what I said earlier, because I said 120 minutes, but that was, uh, not correct. It just felt so, so late that I just, you know, we made two of our, we made the other four subs so late that it just felt like it was almost by the end of extra time but there was there was one fresh extra player on the pitch so that was cool uh then they took on uh they brought on one of their players probably for penalties as well and then of course uh all the penalties took place after that so yeah um i'm not going to like recap who scored what penalties um but lindelof scored his then their goalkeeper scored theirs, and then De Gea missed his. So those were the last like three penalties. So, yeah. Um, but there you go. Anyway, that's that's kind of it for my thoughts and the recap. Um, I don't even know what to do for player ratings necessarily. I, I I'll, I'll come up with something for player ratings. Um, 
Just trying to think of a man of the match because I haven't. But I'm going to go into a break in a minute and do some housekeeping. So I'll, I'll have a minute or two to think. Uh, but let's do some housekeeping. I'll see you for all the rest in a minute. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend. But it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month. You can request a new TV show. Or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also of course include your ad free podcasts. For the month as well. Thank you very much for listening. And enjoy the rest of the show. Alright recently on Entertainment Talk. um, What have we done recently. I did a couple of podcasts today. Uh, one was um, kind of a bit of a changing gears, um, talking about why I stopped watching reality TV. I used to watch Big Brother, I used to watch Made in Chelsea, I don't anymore, I haven't done for a long, long time. So I talked about my feelings on reality TV at the moment, which I've talked about in other places, but I haven't mentioned my sort of history of watching reality TV. So uh, if you want to know a bit more about that, there's not any like spoilers for any reality TV shows or whatever. Um, it's all for like old Big Brother stuff, old Made in Chelsea stuff. So, uh, talked about that, but uh, no, I do not watch any of that stuff anymore. So, I talked about that on that occasion. Uh, Breaking Bad episode this week, season 2, episode 7. So, we're still continuing with that. We'll be back next week for episode 8. Uh, gaming talk this week, uh, we talked about PlayStation having 25 new games in development. Some are going to be new IPs and some are going to be other games so we talked about what those games might be uh we also talked about summer game fest which is going to take place um you know sort of obviously summer and everything uh which is going to be uh in and around the same time as e3 so there's going to be lots and lots of game announcements probably between june and august ish so uh look out for those but we discussed that and a bunch of other things on the gaming talk podcast this week uh fear the walking dead still continuing season 6 episode 14 uh, so there's that. I don't completely know if there's an episode next week. We'll find out very, very soon. 
Um, but if there isn't, then there will be no fear podcast next week. If there is, then there will be a podcast. So there's that. Uh, final day of the Premier League, of course, 2-1 against Wolves. Alanga scoring his first Manchester United goal. So that was good. Uh, don't skip review for Army of the Dead. It's Zack Snyder's sorry, Zack Snyder's next uh, zombie film. He did uh, Dawn of the Dead previously, which isn't connected to this. Uh, I gave Army of the Dead a don't skip rating. Uh, so that's on Netflix. You can check that out if you want to as well. Analyzing television episode 11, talking about Netflix's quantity over quality problem. Uh, so we talked about that, things that Netflix isn't quite doing well at the moment. And uh, just a bunch of Netflix conversation as well. Uh, analyzing television episode 10, talking about the brilliant Apple TV+. Plus. I really like what they're doing. I've enjoyed a lot of their content. I'm currently watching uh, Dickinson, by the way, which is the... Um, oh, what's her name? Hayley Steinfeld, she's going to be uh, Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye series. Uh, she's the lead in that. I didn't talk about that show on that podcast because I hadn't started it yet, but uh, that's what I'm currently watching. So uh, you can listen to me talk about Apple TV Plus and a lot of the good things that they're doing. Uh, I did a podcast talking about the excellent return of 90s video games, lots of remakes and remasters for PlayStation 1 90s games, which I think is very good for a lot of different reasons. So you can listen to that if you want to, and also did a podcast connected to that, which is talking about my review for Oddworld Soulstorm. I gave it a must-play rating, so you can check that out as well if you want to. For uh, that's the that's the remake of uh, Oddworld Abe's Exodus. Uh, so you can listen to that if you want to as well. Uh, there's a spoiler-free section at the start, so if you want to see what I think of the game, you can listen to that uh let's get to player ratings uh De Gea, i'm gonna give an eight he did make a couple of good saves on a different occasions not gonna blame him for the penalty um so that's De Gea. one basaka i thought was really really poor today uh i'm gonna give him a three he just could not beat his if this makes sense beat his beat beat the man at the left back position. You know beat, beat his man in terms of getting past that player. And getting the cross in. Just, just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it today. Um, there, was a few, there was about two or three occasions where he did. But um, just kept getting stuck. On that right hand position. And uh, it was very very frustrating to see. So I'm going to give him a three. Um, Lindelof is next. <laughs> um, I tell you what right. I'll be, I'll be, I mean, I'm always honest on podcasts anyway. When that goal went in, and I then saw the replay and saw the mistake, I thought minus 10. You know, I was, I was angry. I was in a, you know, state of being angry at him. Made another mistake again. Cup final, emotions are high. And I thought, I'm giving you a minus 10. Then, you know, 20, 30 minutes goes by. I calmed down. We scored. We got back into the game. Um, sorry, not not by not by half time. When did we when did we score again? Just after half time. So just after half time came around. Uh, we scored back in the game, and I'd calmed down. From there, uh, I'm not actually going to give him a, a minus ten. That would be a little bit silly. I mean, I could if I wanted to. Like, there's nobody telling me that I can't. Uh, it would be a little bit silly if I did. But just in the moment, like Vit Lindelof, another mistake, shrugged off, shrugged off the ball, goal let in, 1-0 down, cup final, you know. My my emotions were high at that point. I am going to give him a zero. Um, because he let that goal in, cup final, huge mistake. Um, 
and he contributed to the sidewards backwards passing he looked really really nervous on the ball and i thought he had a terrible terrible game today um so yeah i mean the the reality is i don't want him here next season he's going to be here next season unless we sign a set i mean he's going to be in the squad he's not going to get sold um whether or not we sign another center back to partner Maguire is going to be interesting if we don't, we'll probably get the Maguire Lindelof next season. Yay, looking forward to that. I mean, M- M- Maguire's improved this season. He's made mistakes here and there, but I think he's improved generally a bit this season. Uh, but Lindelof, I uh, can't stand him anymore. So, yeah, I'm going to give him a zero. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Eric Bay, I thought, had a decent game. I'm going to give him an average six. Um, he cleared the ball a few times. Uh, just just did his defensive duties pretty well and uh, made a couple of good interceptions. I thought he had a good game. Well, uh, Luke Shaw, uh, Luke Shaw was a bit off the pace today. Did score his penalty, which was good. Um, I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him an average six, uh, which is a bit low for Luke Shaw. He did he did have some good moments in the game, but it did look a little bit weirdly sort of sluggish in this game as well, where. Just kind of losing the ball, a couple of passes gone astray, you know, that that type of, like, untidy football. Uh, which we don't expect from Luke Shaw. He's been really, really fantastic this season, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, like, you know, he's rubbish and sell him. He's been fantastic this season, but he, he has dropped off a little bit in the last couple of games. So, uh, that's Luke Shaw. Um, Pogba, I'm going to give him a 8. I thought he was quite good. I thought, like, in terms of the midfield, him and Fernandez. Looked like they were going to do something. Um, and just just put in a bit more effort than some of the other players did today. So I'm going to give him an 8. McTominay. Um, I'm going to give him a 7. Just above average. I thought he tried pretty well today. Um, I noticed with McTominay. Some, something a little bit different and a bit strange. I've said for for a long, long time that there was a number. There's a number of situations where when we're in the attack, where McTominay should be moving forward a bit more, <clears throat> which were were a bit of an issue today. He seemed to have a bit of a different um, approach to where how many times in this game did McTominay get the ball and like charge forward? He doesn't normally do that. Not not as much as what he did today. I mean, every player can get the ball and move forward a bit. But I'm talking about doing... He did a bit of sort of what Maguire does at certain points. Which I've mentioned a bit before. Obviously, Maguire does it from centre-back. Uh, McTominay does it from a CDM or centre-midfielder position. Where Maguire will usually get the ball. He'll charge forward, go past the halfway line. And try and sort of pick off a pass. It was almost as if that role got passed to McTominay in this game. I'm not saying that like they went to the dressing room and everything, and uh, you know they said, "Hey, McTominay, you're gonna do like the running that that uh, Maguire does," but he just seemed to be the one that like took that sort of responsibility in a way if if that makes sense there's a lot of times and he, he didn't Maguire usually sort of charges forward and then slightly starts going left or right 
McTominay just sort of like charged forward diagonally. It it was a bit sort of. I mean, I I thought it was a good sort of like attempt from him. I, I like to see McTominay get a bit more forward. I think that's where he's most effective, quite clearly. So that was good. I just thought his approach to doing that was sort of okay. Yeah, charge forward. But what you need to kind of do is pass the ball, like do a bit of a pass and move kind of thing, where you maybe pass to Bruno or or, or uh, uh, Pogba, or like maybe one of the wingers, whether it's Greenwood or Rashford or somebody. Pass the ball to one of them. Keep going forward. Move forward. Do do a pass and move kind of thing, and then get the ball back and then make something happen from there. He just seemed to sort of like run forward and just kind of lose the ball at certain points, or just sort of run forward and then not be really sure about what to do. It's very strange. So, anyway, I'm gonna give him an average seven uh, or a seven. Uh, my man of the match, Greenwood. Um, I thought he looked pretty good today. Looked like he was trying to make things happen. Um. He he was one of our better players today, I thought, alongside maybe Cavani and Pogba and Bruno, I think. So th- th- those four players, I think, did quite well. And McTominay had a decent game as well. Um, excuse me, but uh, no, Greenwood, uh, I'm going to give him... I think I'm going to give him, Cavani and Bruno a nine. Uh, they were probably our, out of those selection of players, I thought they were kind of some of our best, but Pogba was also pretty good as well. Um, but yeah, he, he just did what Greenwood tries to do, which is trying to make things happen. He didn't really have a lot of his sort of, um, edge of the box trying to make things happen moment. He didn't really try to get into that position. I noticed in this game at certain points, and I've talked about this a bit before... Where I, I've mentioned in the past that Greenwood sometimes looks a little bit restricted on the right. To where he's kind of running down the wing and getting like a little bit sort of stuck. Uh, not his fault. I just think it's just kind of the way it ends up sometimes. Which is why he needs to be at number 9. But obviously Cavani's playing in this in this situation. Um, but uh, he, he, he got a bit sort of stuck. A bit sort of restricted. And uh, yeah. Villarreal did, did defend pretty well today. So anyway. Uh, he's my man of the match. I'm going to give him a 9. I think Bruno had a very, very good game as well. Um, I'm going to give him a 9. Uh, Rashford. Um, I can't remember if I mentioned this already. He came off injured and, and then came back on the pitch. I, I, don't, I don't even want to like talk about that. I mean... <laughs> it just... <sighs> like he, 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 Fitness-wise, he looked better today but Rashford still had one of them games where he sort of again just got a bit sort of stuck at certain points but then you could see maybe it was because he was playing for too long like most of the team was in this game and then it like he went down I thought oh he's injured you've got to take him off like Donny was probably itching, itching to come on the pitch you know, itching, itching to be sort of brought on. I mean, when when is he probably not? And I thought, you know, get Rashford off. He's clearly injured. He's probably very tired as well at that point. Um, he went he went to the sidelines. He was walking towards the bench, and then two minutes later or so, like a couple of minutes later, he was back on the pitch running about. I mean. Do, do I do I do I need to explain the, the issue there? I mean, I've already I already did a little bit of a rant at the start talking about you know Ollie's lack of subs or late subs in this game, 
And then you go and do something like that in a cup final. Um, I mean, Rashford's, like, on the ground. He's kind of tapping on the floor of, like, you know, I need, you know, some assistance kind of thing. You know, I'm I'm a bit hurt. I need some help. I need some assistance. And then he gets taken off and then he comes back on. I mean, try and w- I, I can't work that out. I'm baffled. I can't work that one out. And... Like that's not the that's not the first time that's happened this season either. I just like is I mean I'm I'm actually a bit I'm a little bit worried for Rashford, to be honest. He's twenty was he twenty three now I think. He's a young lad, you know, I like him, I think he's a great player. He really shows up in certain moments. Um, especially if you're playing against PSG. Um, I don't wanna see this this injury that he's clearly still got. He's clearly still got an injury. I don't want to see it get worse and like really ruin his career. You don't want to ruin a 23. I mean, look at the likes of. I mean, you could name a number of English players: Phil Jones, Jack Wilshere, Owen Hargreaves, Michael Owen, just to name a few. Just name a few Man United players. Um, I don't want Rashford ending up like that. You know. I mean, I don't want any of our players ending up like that, but, I mean, Phil Jones has ended up like that, where he's injured all the time. Um, I don't want to get to a situation in a couple of seasons where I'm looking at the team sheet and Rashford's name is under the missing list for a year, like Jones's has. Um, Just, like, give the guy a breath. I mean, he's been called up to the England team as well, so he's going to be playing in the Euros. Um, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Most other managers would say, okay, my player's injured or injured and fatigued in this situation. I'm going to use the bench, you know, the other players I have in this team. You had, who did you have on the bench that you could have brought on? You had Diallo. You had, well, Dan James came on later. Who did he come on for again? I can't remember. Dan James came on for someone that was a bit weird for Pogba. Could have brought Dan James on for Rashford. Could have brought Diallo on for Rashford. Could have brought Randa Bake on for Rashford. Could even even brought Matic on for Rashford and like switch things up a little bit. Mata could have brought him on for Rashford. Um. Uh, Tellers can could could have maybe played like left attacking wing or something. You know, is an attacking fullback, so him and Luke Shaw on the same side might not have been a bad idea. But why am I say, sitting here thinking of these ideas? But no, he just comes back on the pitch and he's injured. Don't get it, and it's such a big mistake to make in a cup final. So anyway, um, what did I did I actually give Rashford a score? Uh, I think I'm gonna give him like a five or something. I, I I don't know if his performance is entirely to blame on just him, or if it's him being injured. But it's been a running theme for a long, long time now, and I've kept mentioning it on different occasions. Um, I've deliberately not mentioned it on other occasions just to not sort of like keep beating the same drum. But this is a big deal today. So, yeah. Uh, let's move to Cavani as well. Uh, I'm going to give him a 9. I thought he was very, very good. Unlucky to score on a few occasions. But uh, certainly looked the part today, didn't he? Because he usually does. And he did score as well, which was good. The uh, striker's instinct type of goal. So that was good as well. And that's the team. Um, <clears throat> not too much else to say in terms of the other subs. Fred came on. Didn't really do too much. Massive scored his penalty. James came on. Don't remember anything that he did. Uh, Mata came on. Teles came on. And Swansebi came on. So. Yeah. They uh, they did some things. But nothing of massive a note. 
from what I remember. And that's the game. That's everything, pretty much. Um, sort of, sort of, it was a bit of a downer episode. I know I've been kind of like disappointed and angry and confused and sort of ranty in in this podcast, but I think you've got to be. I think you really need to be disappointed about this one. You know, cup final. It, it this was a really bad, unfortunate situation where all the mistakes we've been making all season long, which have not been addressed at all. Rashford's injury, not bringing on Van der Beek, defensive issues, late subs, um, what was the other thing I mentioned, sideways, backwards passing, that's five things I've just mentioned just now, all five of those things came back to bite us in a, in the big cup final, you know, we, we, we knew for a, for a while, for a good few weeks, second in the league, you know, we, we, were, uh, we did really well against Roma in that first leg. We knew, okay, we're pretty much into the final. This It was all a look ahead to the final. You know, pretty much second in, in the league. You know, the, the league games were sort of interesting, sort of experimental games in a way. You know, Alanga scoring his goal, that was great. But it's all been a look forward to this cup final. And it, almost, almost every, I've probably mentioned every single mistake that we've made this season in this match. And every single one of those mistakes happened again. And every single one of them came back to bite us. I mean, I know we lost the game ultimately on penalties. But if you didn't make some of those mistakes beforehand, you could have won the game before we got to penalties. You could have won the game before we got to extra time because you could have won it in 90 minutes. Um. So, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no trophy for us. We we go again next season. Um, but I I think I have the right to be annoyed and angry and disappointed and frustrated about this. You know, um, I mean, if look the 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 there could have been a better still losing outcome of this where we didn't make quite the same mistakes. You know, Rashford maybe comes off, Donny comes on. You know, we don't do so much sideways backwards passing. We go for it a little bit more earlier subs. Maybe we do still lose the game if that happens. Maybe we do. But then I wouldn't have been able to point out those same mistakes. Because then they maybe wouldn't have happened in the same way. Um, But five things I've just mentioned. Which all happened in this game. And we lost lost the cup final. Um, Because it's been interesting over the last few months. It's been, oh we made this mistake, that mistake. Might come back to bite us one day. This is that occasion. This is certainly that occasion. And look, you know, we're second in the league, good finish in the league, Champions League football next season, we go again next season, uh, Oli will probably still be here, which, you know, I like the guy and everything, I've certainly got some issues with him, some of the mistakes I've literally just keep, I've just been mentioning, such as the substitutions and everything, um, I think he, in a way, he's the right guy to take us forward, in a way I don't think he is, um, I think he'll still be here next season probably. Uh, and we go again next season. We try and win other things next season. Um, hopefully we do some good business. In the transfer market. After the Euros and everything. And uh, we'll see what happens next season. So there we go. Uh, this isn't it though. Um, I am going to take about a week or so. And I am going to do a wrap up pod- a wrap up podcast for the season. There's a few things I still want to discuss. The mistakes the successful things of this season um certain you know maybe some transfer window stuff if if we do have some more information on those things uh we do have a bit of information in terms of that already we did do a pre a pre-transfer agreement i think his name's tim or tom heaton 
the goalkeeper that used to play for us. Very interesting, considering Lee Grant is still there, and then of course there's the battle over De Gea and Henderson. So, what does that mean for, I think his name's Tom Heaton, what does that mean for Heaton next season? Um, Because to be honest, I can't quite remember what happened to Romero, did he leave the club? He sort of just like vanished, <laughs> and I, I I never I never remember officially reading like where he went, but he hasn't played in a long long time. Because uh, last season he was our Europa League goalkeeper, wasn't he? Um, but uh, yeah, so Heaton, Lee Grant never actually plays, <laughs> so okay, he was on the bench as well. Could have brought him on. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he could, if he could have done that. Um. So you got Grant, who doesn't play, Heaton, Henderson, and Haya next season. Depends on if the Haya does actually like completely stay. I hope he does. I I'm going to be very, very, very nervous if we go into next season with Henderson, Heaton, and Grant. That that's that's not that. No, I I don't like that. I don't like that at all. That that doesn't sound. Good to me. Um, if if you'd have told me once this whole sort of um, what do you want to call it? This uh, Henderson De Gea, like com- competition for first place. If you'd have told me, okay, that's gonna be sorted by having Lee Grant, Henderson, and Heaton is coming back. Um, hmm, no, I'm sitting there shaking my head again. You can't see me, but I'm sitting there shaking my head again. I I don't like that. Don't like that at all. Uh, I don't think Henderson's ready. I can't, I can't remember, and I don't know if Heaton's a good goalkeeper. Well, he, he left the club for some reason, so don't know what that was for. Um, I think we should have kept Ben Foster, to be honest. Ben Foster was a pretty good goalkeeper. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that works out. But uh, anyway... Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'll be back within. I need to take some. I need to take a good amount of time. It won't be within the next couple of days. It will be at least a week or so. I'll be back some point. Let's say some point next week. Um, I'll do a season wrap up. I want to think about you know the team and some other things and just kind of let this cup final settle. I want to talk about the the mix mix uh, the mistakes and successes of this season. Uh, I want to talk about, you know, I already did do, by the way, my uh, transfer predictions episode. That was a little while ago, so you can look for that if you want to. Uh, Like summer transfer predictions, who I think will go and who I think will stay. Um, So you can can check out that as well. But uh, yeah, I'll be back within about just just over a week or so, maybe. We'll see. We'll see when I've got... um, I'll have to do some notes and things like that. Because I do want to talk about some things that's happened this season... And uh, where we go next season as well. So there's that. Uh, but if you want to let me know what you think of this cup final. Everything I've mentioned. This is probably the longest United cast I've ever done. So cup final. So I knew there was going to be a lot to discuss. You can let me know what you think. Um, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Twi- sorry Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Twi- Twitter eTalk UK. There's a contact page and information in the show notes. Uh, maybe I'm too harsh on Lindelof. Maybe I am. But um if you think I am, you can tell me 
why that is and why you like him why you think maybe I'm too harsh on him or maybe you dis- or maybe you agree with me anyway you think he's not good enough himself and look he, he Lindelof isn't the reason we lost this game he's one of five reasons we, we he's one of five reasons we lost this game uh so yeah it's it's not all on all on him but he did make a mistake so there you go but let me know what you think anyway about all of that I'm very tired now <laughs> Uh, but in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcast. There will, will be one more, so look out for that some point next week as well. Uh, you'll see it drop in your feed or uh, on the website as well. So look out for that. Um, so there's that. I am going to be watching, by the way, the Champions League final on Saturday. I'm not going to be podcasting on it, though. I kind of want to watch it sort of somewhat casually and everything. So I will be watching that as well. Um so there's that uh, you can find everything else like I said on entertainmenttalk.org if you want to support Entertainment Talk and the podcast you can either listen to more episodes that we've done as well um, so for all those things uh, if you want to use word of mouth and social media you can let people know uh, what we do and where they can find it so what the content is and where they can find that content um, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook groups or social media, whatever, those sort of the different platforms that you use, you can let people know about the content, sharing them around on those various different platforms. Uh, if you want to keep up to date with the TV and film news, David's got you covered, geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio, uh, those come out on Tuesdays, there's a new episode from yesterday to be able to be listened to from Tuesday, so listen to that one as well. Uh, lots of TV renewals at the moment happening and uh, some cancellations as well. We're in that sort of period of the year where things get renewed and cancelled. So look out for that. Uh, Bex is streaming daily pretty much over on Twitch. Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow over there uh, for all her uh, cool, very, very good streams. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch as well, streaming now and again. E-Talk UK for those. You can give us both follows on Twitch and you'll be notified when we go live. You can also find the archive streams later on Twitch. Uh, entertainment talk plays on youtube i'm exhausted i uh, need to get this episode done or it's already done i need to get it edited and uploaded thank you very very much for listening if you have stuck around for 52 minutes or whatever uh, to listening to me rant um yeah i would say i'm sorry but uh wasn't my fault <laughs> so um yeah but uh you, you kind of feel like you, you want to apologize a bit i i don't know anyway it's a sad day um, good night everybody and I'll see you uh, next time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.